Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Balls up, tap one. Morant. With a chance to tie or win, they kick it out. Three, Jackson got it. 5.7 seconds to play, and a one-point Memphis lead on a big three late in the fourth. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. Beck QL Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe G. Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. A dagger there by Jaron Jackson, not only against the Jazz, but against Aaron's parlay last night as the uh, as the Grizzlies go and beat the Jazz last night in a very good game out west. Let's talk some NBA here. Joining us on the Roman guest line is our Odyssey NBA insider Brian Scalabrini to talk some hoops here as the uh, the season rolls along into Thanksgiving. Brian, before we get into the teams and the odds and how everything is shaking out early in the season, I have to ask your thoughts on the LeBron elbow heard around the world on Sunday night. He got a one-game suspension. What did you think? I mean, LeBron James has obviously not been a player that gets many fouls, hard fouls, suspensions, not been his career. Felt a little out of character. What did, what did you make of it when you saw it? Yeah, I mean, sometimes these things could spiral a little bit out of control. Think about if LeBron would have hit him three inches lower, hit him across the jaw, no blood, maybe Stewart doesn't go nuts, maybe LeBron doesn't get suspended. But the fact that he hit him right across the eye, caught, and once uh, Isaiah Stewart saw blood, he went nuts. And then at that point, the league has to step in, which is not un- uncommon. Like Sometimes a hard foul can occur and a guy can have no reaction and it just slides under the radar. All of a sudden, the same hard foul occurs, and a guy goes nuts. And next thing you know, you got suspensions, you got fines, you got all that stuff. So, I was 
the, the fact that the game was in New York, it was on TNT, it's LeBron in Madison Square Garden. I don't think he's been there for a while. I thought all those things would come into play and maybe he wouldn't get suspended, but the league pretty consistent on, on what they do. If things escalate, they got to hand out suspensions and fines. Well, I'd like to go back to the Jazz and Grizzlies because I am very upset about that game last night. Um, I had money on Rudy Gobert, double-double, that hit, but I needed the Jazz to win. <clears throat> they didn't. Um, they had an awful defensive performance last night. I've been betting on the Jazz quite a bit, and I'm curious your thoughts um, on this Jazz team. They seem a little inconsistent at times. Have you had you know a chance to watch them much? Yeah. Yeah, I watch all NBA. So um, always be aware, anytime Rudy Gobert, who's a phenomenal defensive player, and I get it, like I understand why you would do that, but you got to watch out for pick-and-pop centers. They struggle with pick-and-pop centers. He struggles with Jokic. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. can knock down the three. So, you know, they, it's just one of those things where as great of a defensive player as he is, they'll never, like, go into full rotation and get back to those shooters. So when, when you're playing against teams that have a dominant high-pick-and-roll player like John Morant and they're also going against a guy who can pick and pop, like, you're going to be susceptible to Rudy Gobert getting blitzed. It's just the way it is. So I always try to steer clear when I'm, when I'm with Gobert if he's going against, let's just say, he's playing Boston with Al Horford. You've got to watch out for those games because the Jazz can defensively be pretty weak on those nights. Brian, another win for the Nets last night. They're up to 13-5. and five. They're the favorites to win the title. But the big story early in the season was James Harden and how he was being affected by the new rules, not getting to the free throw line as much. His offensive production has upticked a little bit here recently. Are we past this now? Has Harden figured this out? What, what are you noticing with Harden and how he is uh, adjusting to the new NBA rules? Yeah, all great players are going to adjust, right? But I thought that he was I – and mean, be honest, I don't – I love the new physicality in the NBA, but I really thought that uh, Harden was giving a bad whistle. Like, there was a lot of times where people were just kind of fouling him on purpose, and because he's like the poster boy of, you know, like this new the new rules, the, the officials weren't giving him the call. So I do think that I do think that he'll adjust. I think the Nets are, are fine, but I don't think they're complete. Obviously, they have aspirations to win a championship, and it's really hard to win a championship when you have a $35 million salary slot just not playing and not contributing at all. So whether – Kyrie Irving takes the shot or whether, you know, they end up trading him one way or another. I don't feel like this Brooklyn Nets team is a complete team at this point. What about the Phoenix Suns? You can't ignore what they're doing. I know heading into the season, we were doing previews and some people were saying, oh, what they did last year, they got lucky with all the injuries, making it to the finals. And here they are, 13 game win streak. I keep waiting for them to lose. Um, what's your assessment of this Phoenix Suns team? Yeah, I, I like the team, and Chris Paul is playing at a high level at his age. If he's playing well and he's not injured, they're going to be good. That's just the way it goes. Like the, the idea, like you're looking at the L.A. Lakers, and you see LeBron James missing time. You see them, they just look a little bit slower. You go and watch Chris Paul. So after the shortened offseason at his age, he got the big contract that a lot of people in the NBA can think like, well, Chris Paul was only good because he wanted to get paid one more time. No, like Chris Paul is actually better now than he, what he was during the NBA Finals when Drew Holiday was locking him up. So if, if he's good, 
the Suns and with all the role players that they have, or I don't even want to say Devin Booker's a role player or anything, but just the roles that each player plays on that team, it's gonna, they're going to be successful. DeAndre Aiden missing games when he comes back. He's a rim protector. Bridges is good. Um, Cam Johnson's good. Like They're just a really good team. So the, the issue that I would have with them would be Chris Paul's health in the playoffs. And historically speaking, he's always had some type of nagging injury in the playoffs that had kept him out. And do the Suns have enough to get over the hump? But don't be confused by the Suns not being the favorite to win a championship with not having regular season success. This team, 100%, with Monty Williams there, can have regular season success. And it's just a matter of Chris Paul's health as, as far as they can go in the playoffs. Brian Scalabrini, Odyssey NBA insider, joining us here, talking some early season hoops. But uh, we're moving past the early part of the season now. Teams have played about 18, some as, as much as 19 games in the NBA. Uh, Brian, it's always interesting when a young player takes a leap to to try to figure out, is this real? Is this a short sample? And in Philadelphia, without Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey's taking that leap. He has been their point guard, their leader, and scoring a ton of points in the absence of a lot of players because they've had COVID issues. What are you noticing with Maxey? Is this leap real? And do you think it changes the calculus for Daryl Morey as he attempts to trade Ben Simmons? Yeah, I think you have to factor that in. But um, the way I look at the leap is, Tyrese Maxey has proven that he can play in this open court game with no Joel Embiid or no Ben Simmons. The challenge is, can he be like a legit contributor consistently with Embiid in there plugging the lane or Tobias Harris where he's not a high-volume shooter? But there's, like, if, you, if you're an over-under person and you see that Philadelphia has a bunch of guys out, including like a Seth Curry, like take an over on, on Tyrese Maxey because – because this is the type of game that he thrives in. And Doc is very empowering to him when guys are out. When guys are in, you'll see him kind of you know, pull the reins back a little bit. It's like, hey, you know what? Make sure you try to get other people involved. Teach them how to be more of a facilitator point guard. But when, when those guys are out, he wants Tyrese Maxey to go out there and, and make plays. And that's exactly what he's been doing. All right, looking at tonight's board in the NBA, Lakers at Knicks, obviously no LeBron. Um, what do you like in this one? Uh, Lakers uh, plus four and a half, so they're the underdogs. Yeah, I, I think the Knicks have to get this win tonight. I think the, the Lakers team to me is flawed and broken, uh, especially uh, without LeBron. I think they're flawed maybe even with LeBron in this Russell Westbrook-LeBron James combination. So tonight, tonight, the Knicks have to win. Um, it is the Lakers, so it's the Garden, which adds an electric buzz to it. You add the Lakers, obviously no LeBron, but there's still going to be a little bit of a buzz in the air. You know, there's been links to Russell Westbrook to be traded to New York. So there's just a lot of things surrounding this game. So I, I like the Knicks to cover in this game. Brian Scalabrine, go ahead. Sorry, it's just the Russell Westbrook thing. Like, what is going on? How many teams is he going to be on? I mean, this is kind of getting ridiculous, isn't it? The league has changed a lot. So even though he's a big player and he gets and he fills the stat sheet up, you know, the um, he has to be a, a dominant on-ball player. He can't play with necessary bigs that clog the paint. Um, he almost has to have, like, the guys around him have to be role players that don't demand a ton of shots. Like, he thrived last year when Bradley Beal was out. So he would just have run up and down the floor and find guys from three and – whether he's turning the corner, he rebounds the ball well, so he gets those triple-double stats. But if you got to execute or you got another on-ball player like LeBron James or he has to play, 
you know, a two-man game with Anthony Davis, like, I'm just not sure that that's in his wheelhouse right now. So, I just, when I look at him, I look at, he can definitely help a team, but I just don't think, like, when you're playing with LeBron James, it's, you, you know, just look back. Like, historically speaking, you'll hear guys talk about how difficult it is to play with LeBron, but not in the standpoint of it's difficult and tough. It's like, you have to learn how to execute in your space because LeBron, who is the best player in the world, probably the best player, maybe he's not anymore, but like at least he's top five and, and one of the greatest players of all time, he's going to dictate how the game goes, and deser- deservingly so. He's, he's earned that right. So like, is Russell Westbrook okay with, with sacrificing and allowing you know, like, uh, you know, LeBron, take a backseat to LeBron James? And so far when I watched the Lakers, I have not seen that from him. I just watched those guys live here in Boston, and um, I think there's something wrong with him and LeBron. I don't think these guys see eye to eye at all. Brian Scalabrini joining us here, Odyssey NBA Insider. Brian, there's a lot of surprises in the Eastern Conference. Teams towards the top uh, and in the middle there that probably we weren't looking at, at least I wasn't looking at before the season. I thought Chicago could be good. They're 12-6, and six, so played really well this season. But how about Washington and Charlotte? They just played each other back-to-back games. Charlotte 11-8, and eight, Washington 11-6. and six. Of those two surprises in the Eastern Conference, who has more staying power, the Wizards or the Hornets? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Probably the Hornets because, like, I like the Wizards defensively a lot. I like the way they guard. Um, but I don't think they have as, uh, enough offensive firepower to, con- to be consistent through 82 games. Um, but, you know, I do, like you could, you could say, well, they have Brad Beal, but – I think the Hornets just have a lot of different guys who can be, who be have a big night for you. So I I like the Hornets a little bit better. Um, I'm a real I'm a huge fan of of Lamelo Ball. This is the way that he like dictates the game. And it seems like his teammates really love playing with him. So I think Charlotte's pretty good. I do like Washington. I think in the Eastern Conference, the one team that I'm not like 100 percent sure on that's going to finish in the top 10 is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, right now they're struggling because Mobley is out. But I, I do think um, they're going to be battling. But every other, all those other teams, unless the Knicks are, are, are in more trouble than I previously thought, um, you know, I think all those other teams are going to make the playoffs. The Atlanta Hawks are going to make the playoffs. They're going to be in there. So I just have my eye set on Cleveland. Like, is Cleveland without Colin Sexton, do they have enough offense? Because defensively with Mobley, they're good. But I just don't know if they have enough offense to get in that top ten. But I feel like Washington and Charlotte are both legit playoff teams. Nice. Um, is there a player or a team that we haven't mentioned that has stood out and impressed you so far this season? 
um, in this interview, like every all the 450 <laughs> players in the NBA, one guy stands out this season. You know who's having a good year? Clippers and Paul George. They're they're overachieving. Um, you know who's having like a sneaky most improved, and I'm not going to say Tyler Hero, even though he's the favorite. Jordan Poole. Uh, the mm. fact that Steph Curry's probably going to win MVP. Like the gap, I don't even know what the gap is between a, a former MVP and then winning it like years later. That's been very impressive. Uh, the Warriors in general are impressive. Um, I mean, who else? The Celtics are starting to figure it out. They're a top five defensive team of late. Um, and, you know, like they just got to figure out their offense. So there's a lot of like, you're right in that cusp of too early and small sample size. And like we're right on the cusp of like 10 more games. We can make, like, large conclusions moving forward. But, I don't know, is that enough for you? The Miami Heat I like, they pass <laughs> the ball extremely well. So, I, I think I think that's yeah. enough, right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, that's good. Heat and well, Pistons tonight, right? Yes, that, that's a good one. Let me – one quick question on – you mentioned Jordan Poole. Um, our co-host, Joe O, has a ticket on Miles Bridges to win the most improved player. He's obviously had a, a, a big leap. Um, Brian, what's your feeling on a player as talented as John Morant? We have about 30 seconds here. He's the favorite right now on FanDuel to win the most improved player. I tend to think players like Miles Bridges, Jordan Poole, you know, guys that weren't a top two pick in the NBA draft, they should be the guys that get that award. What, what's your thought on that, just quickly, on, on a guy like Morant winning most, most improved player when he was kind of supposed to be a superstar anyway? Yeah, it's, it's very subjective, but it is. But by the way, like I don't, I don't play golf, but I know people talk about this. It's hard to take that last leap, like go from all star to MVP caliber, right? So I think it's everything is hard. It's all hard, but like going from like five points a game to fifteen might just be opportunity. Taking that next step is like it's a really difficult step. So it's all subjective. I think it's it's each year it's different. I love that when Giannis won it one year. I thought that was uh, appropriate. So it's it's I think it's especially that that award in general. It's just every year it's a different award. Brian, thank you so much for hopping on. We appreciate it. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Same to you guys. That- that was Odyssey NBA insider Brian Scalabrine and the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash Coming up on the other side, we dive more into NFL futures. There's some updated win totals that I think you could jump on right now. We'll talk about those next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.